there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Jason Bellini. So Jason, I remember you when you were, frankly, a young Java junkie running around the world working for CNN with a handheld digital camera and a laptop. You were a one-man band, what we called back then and probably still do today, producing all kinds of cool stories. How did that begin? Was that your idea to do that or did someone else suggest it to you? All right. Well, I'll tell you the story. One of the initial inspirations was Anderson Cooper, because when I was in high school, he was on Channel One News. This is the show for high school students. And he, at that time, had some stories that he did that he shot with a small camera. This was even before the really good broadcast quality ones came along. Then when I was in college, I mean, I knew I wanted to be a journalist. I was studying history at Georgetown, and I read about a camera that had come out. It was the VH1000, VX1000, whatever it was, from Sony. And it was supposed to be the first like broadcast quality small camera. It was $4,000, a lot of money for a college. Student. Oh, yeah. So I asked my grandparents, I said, can you loan me the money? Which I never paid them back, but and they they agreed to it. And so I started going out and shooting stories with it. And at that time there wasn't a good way to edit them on a computer, right? You had to put it onto tape and you had to go tape to tape. It was a nightmare. And there's a production house in DC that I was doing freelance work for as a production assistant. And so I would go in on the weekends or sometimes late at night when I could get on the equipment and start putting together stories. I'll try to keep this short. I graduated from college. I wanted to then sort of just go be a uh, one-man band gallivanting around the world and doing stories. Well, I tried that for a month and I lived out of a van for a month and I realized this is insanity. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I, you know, I, I'm totally clueless. This is absurd. I'd been an intern at CNN one summer, applied to be entry level there. And so once I was in the door at CNN, I'd Continue to go out whenever I had a chance to go try to shoot my own stories and use the equipment there at CNN to edit them. Then there was the show that they had at the time. It was called CNN Newsroom. It was a show for high school students. And I started pitching ideas to them and put some stories together. And I got a couple on the air. And I was, it was a thrill. I mean, it aired at 5 in the morning. And teachers would record it and show it in their classrooms, right? Then the war in Kosovo broke out. This is 1999, if I recall correctly. It's like, I am going to go. This is a moment when I just need to go there. I need to get there. And so I told my boss that I was going on vacation for two weeks. I didn't tell her what I was doing. And I came up with this whole scheme to get myself over there, involved getting on a military cargo plane, riding the back of a cargo plane and flying into Albania. And then once I was there, I showed up at CNN's doorstep that this was in Albania and said, hi, I'm Jason. I worked for the show, The Newsroom, and went out and started shooting stuff with my camera. And 
I remember bringing stuff back to some of the correspondents and, and I was a bit of a daredevil. I was reckless in the way I look back at it now. I didn't know what the hell I was thinking, but I would go and, and go get stuff. And I remember one time I went out for two guys, like, I want to spend two days when, with a refugee and just see what it's like to be a refugee. And I sort of rode with them and they were like, where the hell were you? I, I, we were out of touch with you for two days. I told you I was going to be away. I was going to call refugees. Anyway, I came back with material and then I would just share it. Rather than doing stories for that show, I did a couple for them, but I was giving it to the reporters. I'd be like, hey, I got this material. You want to use it in your piece? And they're like, yeah, this is this is neat. This is interesting. Yeah, we'll take it. Ultimately, I was asked to stay over there. So I ended up staying for about six months. And that's where I really learned how to be a journalist and what it was to be working in a field. I got to work with some of the best photographers, producers, correspondents that CNN has. And they have some great ones. And so I did that and came back. And then I wasn't sure what to do next. I wasn't going to go back to ripping scripts and running the teleprompter. But MTV was starting a team that was going to cover the 2000 election. And uh, I applied and they were looking for someone who could do what I did, which is you know, be a one man band, go out. And they thought this is this is a new technology, these cameras that allowed someone to go out and run around and produce broadcast quality material by him or herself. Right. So did that for a year. And then during that year, and I made a little bit of money while I was in Costa because I wasn't spending any money. And I got I was paid $300 a day, which I, I thought <laughs> was amazing. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe my riches to get back. And then while I was in MTV, Apple comes out with a new laptop and a program called Final Cut Pro. And I read a bunch of things about it. And I was like, this is interesting because it purported to allow you to be able to edit broadcast quality video, export it, and do it all on your laptop, right? So I bought it. And started playing with it. And I was like, this looks pretty damn good. I think this works. And so I went down to Atlanta and visited the international desk. And I remember I visited him, Steve Cassidy. I don't know if you ever worked with him. Steve Cassidy. I showed it to him. And he's like, wait, so let me get this straight. You, you're saying you could go in the field with this. You don't have to send all these cases and cases of equipment. You could shoot with a small camera, edit on a laptop, and then put it on the air. I go, I think so. And she said, all right, well, let's get the engineers down here. And so some engineers looked at the footage and they're, they're like, yeah, this this looks good. So then I came with my proposal to them. I said, why don't you try me out? Let me be a guinea pig. I'll go out in the field as a one-man band, a backpack journalist, and go do stories and send them back. And they went for it. And so that's what I did for the next five years. Wow. It was a wild adventure. And you know, pretty quickly, people realized that this technology – was here to stay. And some people were not happy about that either or not happy about my presence. That was part of the challenge that I had there was, I mean, I think, frankly, some people saw this as a threat. There's some correspondents who thought that this is the last thing I want to be doing is running around with a camera and a backpack to hell with that. And so it had its challenges. To say. You were a pioneer. I suppose so. I, I think that whether I came along or not, the technology had come along and it was going to be adopted widely quickly. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.